Welcome into Texans All Access. We are actually not at Fuddruckers. We are live inside the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio, and it's New Year's Day. Happy New Year's to everyone that's listening. Hope you're driving around, enjoying this amazing weather. I've got Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, mm-hmm. and you heard the best of the Fuddruckers players show a little bit earlier. That was fun. And uh, had a great season doing that show. Hopefully we can continue to do it. Yes, we can. Weeks to come. We will. We enjoy that. We it's, will. It's With a positive result on Saturday, we will. I With like a it. negative result on Saturday, we won't. We but, won't. <laughs> but we do have an off-season show scheduled down the line in April at some point. Uh, with Whitney Merciless. Yeah, I liked coming back in the off season to Fud Rutgers mm-hmm. and seeing the fans. Sure, it's nice to have a player back there as well. Yeah, or like a good an dip in the, dipping your toes back in the water again, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. I like it. I like seeing everybody out there, mm-hmm. and I like the burgers too. So that's good. All right. Well, speaking of dipping your toes back in the water, the Texans did just that. They hit the practice field today, one day earlier than normal with the short week ahead of them. So let's get into some hot reads brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The Texans and the Colts are going to face off in Saturday's AFC Wild Card game. Deshaun Watson set to make his playoff debut. He needs two touchdown passes to tie Matt Schaub and Brock Osweiler for the most career postseason TDs in team history. Drew and I were just talking about this before we started recording. That does not seem like a lot of touchdown passes well, to yeah. tie a record. Think about it, you guys. Okay. The four times you've been in the playoffs before, TJ Yates, Matt Schaub, Brian Hoyer, and Brock Osweiler. Those, those are the names that have been at quarterback then. Out of those four, Matt Schaub, clearly the best of them. Okay. Right. In 2012, that's the on paper the best team that you've had, 12-4, and four, best record. Right. Now, let's look at the numbers just at quarterback, though. Hmm. 22, 12, and 64. Touchdowns, interceptions, completion percentage. Those were Schaub's numbers on the whole in 2012. 22 touchdowns, 12 picks, 64%. Okay? This year, you have 26, 9, 68. 26 touchdowns, 9 picks, 68% completion rate for Deshaun Watson. Now, hasn't thrown an interception since before Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, last six games. Through two, the Sunday before Thanksgiving at Washington, and before that, you had to go back to week six when he threw one in every, uh, every one of the first six games. Okay, so overall numbers were better quarterback-wise. Trending, I'd have to say they were better where you are right now with where Schaub was going then. Oh, yeah. And where Watson's going now. 17 touchdowns, two picks in the last, what, 10, nine games. And then let's look at primetime, nationally televised games. Now everyone says, oh, the Texans have been horrible on primetime. They were 3-2 and two that year in 12. Okay, mm-hmm. they, they, they lost the two big ones on Sunday Night Football to the Packers and on Monday Night Football at the Patriots. But they also beat a pretty good Bears team at the time. That was a good Bears on team. On the road. That was a heck of a game. You also won it on Monday Night Football at the New York Jets, and you mm-hmm. won on Thanksgiving Day at the Lions. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty three pretty good road wins yep. on primetime. You know, so it was, it was solid. But Schaub wasn't as good in those games as Watson's been in the four this year, which were all victories. And Deshaun Watson threw 10 touchdowns, was only picked off once, ran for another score, completed 78% of his passes in those games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like who the quarterback is right now, and I discussed this with John on In the Lab, and we were real cranky 
on In the Lab today, the podcast. Why are you cranky? Well, it's Just because week. these people, there's there's this, this idea that <laughs> the Texans, they, they got this match, the Colts, they don't match. <laughs> well, you know what? Who, who, is Brian Hoyer playing quarterback for the Texans? Is this the 2010 no, Texans not. defense? Is it Brock Osweiler? All right. Now, no. yeah, do you need to shut down T.Y. Hilton? Yes. Is Andrew Luck really good? He's a zombie, man. you got to like kill him ten times, okay? Right. But things are different right now with this guy quarterback. I, I think it's a good point. I think that he has an effect on the defensive side of the ball, too. And I think as everything turns up a yeah. few notches in the postseason – I love that. Look, the college stuff doesn't always translate to the pros, but clearly with Watson it does. And he knows that it's about to go up to another level. These go to 11. It is going to go up several notches in the playoffs, and he's ready for the moment. And he's at home. Mm-hmm. I do like that for communication with the offense and everything. I hope QT's back. That'd be awesome yeah. because they'll be able to communicate better what they need him to do because he'll be kind of new to the offense. I mean, he hasn't played in that many games this year. What, six contests? And parts of them at that. So that would all spell that the offense should be good to go, whatever that means, against the Colts. And I think the defense will kind of feed off the energy of everybody. You know, Watson and Hopkins have such great chemistry. Watts has been there before. Clowney's actually been there before. A couple of years ago, he wrecked shop in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So let's just see what they can all put together here on a short week against the Colts. And by the way, speaking of that, that is sort of a disadvantage for Indy, for sure. Two flights and all of that. They've yeah. got the shortest recovery time for any team in the playoffs, having finished mm-hmm. late Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And then they got to turn around. They probably got in early Monday morning yeah. if they travel the way we do, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they do. Then they got to turn around. they got to come to Houston on Friday. Yep. So they really only have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is three full days back at their facility to, yep. to recover before – they're on the road again. So. I think it's a bit of a factor, and that game yeah. Sunday, I think there was more pressure on them Sunday night than there was pressure on the Texans Sunday afternoon. I don't know what that means. Maybe that helps the Colts. Who knows? I mean, you, you could look for positives any which way you can. I think that the Colts also, when you look at the game against the Titans, in the second half there was one point, and I turned it off for a while because when the Colts were up two scores, I thought this is over. But all of a sudden I'm called back to the TV because they were within a touchdown. they're within a touchdown with the ball close to midfield, and then Blaine Gabbard turns back into Blaine Gabbard. Like Cinderella, you know, the pumpkin, the <laughs> stagecoach became, became a pumpkin, whatever it was. And, you know, too bad for him and too bad for us because I'd rather see the Titans here. I'm, I'm – by the way, I'm not one of these guys. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the – I'm thinking I don't want <laughs> I'd rather play Trinity this week or Mary Harden Baylor. Not even the school, the person actually. But, you know, I'm okay. Look, this, as Drew says, you'll just take whatever's coming. Yeah. It's on the schedule. See if you can deal with it and go from there. Let's go. I mean, I'm not saying, hey, this is a slam dunk and it's over. I'm not saying that. But I'm – I just – I don't get this like, – Fear this factor. Fear, yeah. Like, where is this coming – I'm from here and – I didn't. I didn't. I was a baby during Love You Blue, so I can't really speak right. with knowledge about those teams. But I remember the run and shoot Oilers. Love those teams. Died with those teams. I mean, had my heart broken by those teams. Loved Warren Moon, best quarterback in the city's history. But I never felt this confident as I did. I, I never felt that confident as I do now with Watson. Even that with guy's Montana in coming in with the Chiefs, I thought you know that's a really good team. But yeah, I mean, you had Montana and the Chiefs. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you, you all, and you knew what had happened the year before. Yeah. And you knew what had happened a couple years before that because it wasn't just the Buffalo loss. There were some other heartbreaking losses in those seven years that they went to the playoffs every year. Well, Deshaun Watson's won some big games mm-hmm. on the national stage. Yes. He's obviously undefeated in primetime this year. 
But uh, you know, five he, and one all time, right? And the one loss was to the Chiefs, and he almost backdoored them into a win. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a high-scoring game. I think it gets overshadowed by J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless going out during that game. But when you go back and look at the stats, they, he put up some numbers in that game as well. But the the college national championship, you're right, Mark. It does not translate. But he was asked about it today in his press conference, and he and I totally 100% believe him when he says this. He prepares exactly the same. It's not any different whether it's prime time. He said, yeah, I'm a little bit more, you know, obviously it's exciting. It's the postseason. But otherwise, it's exactly the same, his preparation, how he deals with it. He is just so calm. He's so calm. I, I love that we went to New England last year in his second start. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he, he, it was not a big deal to him that we were up in New England playing. And to add on to this, he's very calm, and you're right. But someone asked, well, do you even get butterflies? And I'm glad that our, our quarterback is not a sociopath. But he's like, yeah, of course I get butterflies, you know. Because I think if you don't get nervous about stuff, you, there's That's something wrong with you. That's not a good sign either. Yeah, or, or you're lying. But he says, yeah, I get butterflies. But uh, they're not the scary type. They're not the type that, debil- they're, as, as we've seen, they don't debilitate him. It's the type that he's able to channel. He's and, excited. And, right. And really do good things with. So, yeah, that, that was good. I was glad to hear him say that I don't get butterflies. Or I do get butterflies because – I do think there's something wrong with you out there, uh, those of you driving or listening right now. If you don't get butterflies in big events or big speaking engagements, there's something wrong with you. I've just diagnosed you. I always say if you're not nervous every once in a while, you're not living life to the fullest. Yeah, it's true. It's mm-hmm. fun to be nervous, right? Or I guess it you usually have to be means nervous. It usually means you're about to do something exciting and potentially sure. life-changing in a good way. Well, this Saturday will be exciting. We'll get a little into Watson a little bit more throughout the show, but let's get back into hot reads. The Texans could get back. Jonathan Joseph, according to head coach Bill O'Brien, he was out for the Week 17 game at Jacksonville with a neck injury. It'll be good to see him back in the secondary. And also, we talked a little bit about Kiki QT, and uh, Bill O'Brien said he's turning upwards. It's funny because I tweeted something about that. I wrote a story about Kiki, and someone commented, I feel like I see this every week. (laughs) And you're right. You do see it every single week. But but Kiki's been working his way back from the hamstring. He's missed five games. He's been limited in the last few weeks. But they're going to watch him this week in practice, and I don't think that he would still be on the active roster if they didn't think he had a chance to come back and play. And if not now, when? Well, now, yeah, there's no tomorrow. You're not saving him for anything anymore. I mean, you'd love to have him next week as well, but uh, there might not be a next week if you don't get the job mm-hmm. done. There won't be a next week if you don't get the job done on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We, we understand the, fr- the frustration there. Nobody's yeah. more frustrated than he is because he knows what he can do on a football field, talking about QT. And the coaches are frustrated, too. They want him out there as well. But it's just one of those things. you got to go with what your body lets you do. And yeah. his body's not letting him. I think it's going to let him this week. And I can't wait to see that because he absolutely roasted this Colts defense the first time he played I'm him. It was his you, first game. I'm glad you brought that up. And that that's a different game. still a different team than it was in September. Yeah. But you are going to give them another thing that they've not seen on tape over the last month from this Texans team. It'll be interesting to see, if he's in the lineup, what they do with DeAndre Carter. Yeah. And Johnny and I were talking about this. Is he slot? Is he not slot? Because QT has the ability to play outside. The question is, do you have enough practice time to get him acclimated out there? Or do you just go ahead with Vincent Smith out there and rotate DeAndre Carter Mm -hmm. and Kiki QT in the slot? If QT is healthy, he's got to play, clearly. He's an outstanding talent. As good as Carter has been, you have to have QT on the football field, and maybe there's a way to get them both on the field. That's up to the coaches to figure out. They don't have a lot of time to work on it. You know, this, they're not going to have a bunch of heavy practices this week. Bill O'Brien said maybe one physical practice, and that's it on the short week. But 
I'll be really interested to see what they do because there are a lot of different combinations you can come up with with an improving Vincent Smith and DeAndre Carter, who's capable, and QT coming back. QT, 11 catches for 109 yards in that week four win. The wide receivers are completely – I mean, Bill O'Brien's talked about how these two teams are different, but if you just think about our wide receivers in week four to now, uh, QT, Hopkins, Fuller, and Sammy Coates, you know, you've still yeah. got – you still got Aikens. You still have Ryan Griffin, but uh, you know. Well, it's... I was going to say, what do you what do you see this week from the tight end group? I mean, how are they utilized? Because I they think they're, stepped they're... up. They stepped up the last time when the Colts were here yeah. because DeAndre Carter went out early. Hopkins was limited because all the attention was on him, mm-hmm. and then your tight ends put up 151 yards collectively. Yeah, and good there's point. been that idea floated out there. Well, with this diminished, quote unquote, diminished wide receiver core, are we going to see the tight ends more? You might. But there might just be different ways to attack. As you've brought up, Mark, there's different ways to attack defenses. You said it. You called it last week on Texans Extra Points. You're going to see more of Deshaun Watson running the football. And by golly, you sure did. And Yeah, and you'll see it this week, too. Yeah. I mean, it's the playoffs now. So you're going to move the ball any which way you can. And Watson likes to call his own numbers because get, get his own number because guess what? He's outstanding with the ball in his hands. And he can make play. It's not just oh, it's serviceable, and he can go, you know, run five yards and slide and get the first down. The guy can make plays with his feet. He's one of the best. Run- he might be the best running back on the team for all we know. But you don't want to see him in that role. So let's just see him operate the offense. He'll have the option to run it on occasion. But you know, he's always going to look downfield for big chunky pass plays, and that's what we want to see most of all. All right, I love reminiscing going down memory lane. JJ Watt did mm-hmm. a little bit of that today. Talked about. Fun. That 2011 uh, postseason run, I want to get your thoughts on I've that I've got a lot of well. thoughts on a lot of things. A lot of thoughts on a lot of things. We talked about J.J. Watt. Uh, he was spoke at the podium today because mm-hmm. players are obviously back in the building. They're practicing. It's a normal practice week Wednesday on a Tuesday, which means Wednesday will be Thursday, which means Thursday will be Friday. Because Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Saturday, of course. Yeah. That's just. I was trying to explain this to my parents who were in town visiting. And everything's they, a, yeah. Everything's a day forward. I tried they, they to tell my mother-in-law. But yeah, they didn't understand why I'm not off on New Year's Day. Why do you day? have to work on New Year's? <laughs> yes. yes, my wife is popular been saying question. The same. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's the playoffs and it's game week Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And who cares? I would work. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. This is the holiday. Well, then I told I tried to explain to them how Friday was really a Saturday, so that would be <laughs> that didn't it just think, totally over their head. Do you think Ryan Seacrest's family is <laughs> is bugging him about working on New Year's? Why do you have to work? on New Year's Eve. Well, I'm hosting the ball drop in Times Square, okay? But everyone else has Speaking it off. of, what do you think that guy did today? Do you think he got up and worked and did stuff, or do you think he chilled and stay, slept in? Like I think he slept in a little bit, but I, he works hard. I was going to say, he strikes me as a guy that works all the time. He, he's up always, doing He's probably he voice tracking. I think yeah. he voice tracks a radio show out of L.A. and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he does a lot of different things, and you know, he changed into his tuxedo right after the ball drop 20 minutes late because we were talking and the TV happened to be on, so I looked back up there, and there he is. And Post Malone did this sort of weird thing from Brooklyn where he's just kind of singing along with his own vocal track. <laughs> it was just kind of strange. He's good, though. It was pouring down rain. I just thought that's the last place I want to be right now. Oh, yeah. I would much rather be in Houston. <laughs> I like a to playoff see team. it, though. I would never go, but I like to see it. You know, in the comfort of your home. Oh, absolutely. It's warm and toasty. I mean, right? I grew up not far from there, so I like seeing it. But I can't understand waiting all day to be a part of that. It's no. just I, I watch like five minutes till. I like to see how they fill. Just as a broadcaster, how are they going to fill? You know, it's like ah, oh, new year, new hope, new big. Be- I mean, what do you say? It's over the same and over thing every for an year. hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
We're waiting an hour just for those last 10 seconds. Jenny McCarthy, how's that work you had done? That's pretty good. No, I'm not, I didn't look, recognize her. I am no. not frowning on that. I support whatever you want to do. It's fine. You know, spend the money. Great. But <laughs> uh, I won't get into my critique Mark's of it right like, now. Because uh, right uh, you've, you've got calf implants and pec implants, don't you? <laughs> no, just calf. Oh, okay. yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go down memory lane. J.J. Watt did a little bit of that today. He talked about that 2011 playoff run. He was asked how this year's playoff run is different from those first two. He was a rookie in 2011. And I like that he compared it to Beatlemania because it was the first postseason berth for this team in franchise history. And I definitely, I have to agree with him. I was not working for the team. I was at that game as a fan. And I just remember the buzz in the city. Like, I think that's where the Texans, that the a lot of the fans just sort of, came out of the woodwork. Like 1964 when the Beatles invaded United States. But in 2011, not that long ago, he still has all the gear from the game. He's got the cleats. He's got the jersey. He's got the ball. He's got a little locker set up in his home uh, for it. So good for him. That was the the making of J.J. Watt. He was having a great December. He had really kind of turned the corner as a rookie. You know, Mm -hmm. he'd been solid those first three months. And then in December, kind of took it to a a whole new level. But that was only being seen sort of. What did he have, five sacks his rookie year in the regular season? And then he had something like five sacks in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. he went nuts in the playoffs. And or and Brooks Reed went nuts, too. He mm-hmm. and Brooks Reed were really good in the two postseasons they had together. Uh, and Brooks was a better postseason player than regular season players, mm-hmm. it turned out. But I remember Watts said something to the effect of, I figured a few things out as the rookie uh-huh. year came to an end in the regular season and got into the playoffs. Because during the regular season, look, they were the number two defense in the league, but he didn't have that many Watt-like plays in the regular season of his rookie campaign. I remember they had a huge play at Cincinnati where they got a turnover in the clinching game on the road, but it was, was, uh, was, was Barwin yeah. and, you know, Cody and Bro- and all those guys were in on that kind of thing. And, you know, he helped, obviously, but those guys were tremendous that year. What he started doing that December and what he's done since, he he was given the green light to freelance mm-hmm. a little bit more than he had. He was playing just his assignment and his assignment. Three, four, only. defensive head. Yeah, and he was doing it very well. Mm-hmm. But I think Wade Phillips told him, listen, you can – Make some plays. Yeah, if you, can, if you think you can do it. How did it, he say it? it? But no, he he really and he took off. I mean, it was yep. it was. Um, I like that he referenced Beatlemania. Yeah, I that was that. old soul knows, of him, wasn't it? He knows yeah. he knows what Beatlemania is. Mark, and a, a lot you, of the millennials, like half our department, is saying, "What's that? <laughs> What's Beatlemania?" With two E's. Yeah. Uh, Mark, your memories from that 2011 game? Because I, I got to ask you, you were also here for both of you guys. I was were. thinking about it today, actually, even before the Watt thing came up, because I was thinking. I, I remember. I, I write the first two sentences of what I say in a broadcast. I just write it out. Like the when we first go on the air, it's the only thing I really write out. I want to just begin the game with that prepared. And I remember saying something like, for the first time in all the years of the franchise, the Texans have crossed the bridge into the postseason. I thought, crossed the bridge? That was actually pretty good, if I admire my own work. <laughs> but I, I, rem- I remember the pressure I felt in the booth during that game. And there are a few games in our history where I felt a lot of pressure to get it right. And one of them was this year on the Monday night game of course. Uh, after Mr. McNair's passing because I just thought yeah. this is really about him and it and the event and the organization and history. And I just felt that. And I certainly felt it that first playoff game. It was so special. And I remember thinking after the game, I said, this was the perfect day. It was the perfect day. I, I know we didn't win the Super Bowl today, but it's your first playoff game. You win it. You have an iconic play with the Watt pick six. 
Andre Johnson caught a touchdown pass, which was so important, I thought, because he missed a big chunk of time that season, too, with the uh, hamstring problems. But he got into the postseason, and he made the TD catch. And I said, welcome to the playoffs as part of the call. Arians scored. I mean, everybody went nuts. And it turned into this – it was a 10-10 game when Watt had the pick six right before the half. And then it got to a blowout into the second half, and it was just a perfect day. It It felt great. It really was. For all those points you listed, it was also – Weather-wise, a perfect day. I mean, it was clear. Yeah. It was warm. It was an awesome time outside. But the roof was closed. The roof was closed because it was loud. You wanted it loud. And it's going to be beautiful on Saturday, too. But Close that roof, though. You talk about the pick six. I mean, from then on, it was like a coronation as far as just that day. Yeah. It's like a party, a celebration. Not a yeah. coronation, a celebration. And it was just so much fun. And they played that Flow Rida song, the good feeling, because that was a Sometimes I get a good Flo Rida is going to be it's a the, new song, right? He's going to be the guy, or he's going he's to play. That's at the a half. good reference yeah. because uh, oh yeah, he's going to be the. He's half playing time. at the half this week, so yeah. we may get him on. We may get him on the pre. There you show. go, do it. We're going to be working. How about they had two rookie quarterbacks in that game as well? A fifth round draft choice and a second round uh-huh. draft choice, and obviously Yates got the better of Andy Dalton that day, mm-hmm. uh, and Dalton coming home, kid from Katie. How about this game? You got another guy coming home to Houston to uh, play some playoff football. Played at Stratford, oh, yes. just about 15 minutes yeah. up the road from Katie. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. All right, so who do you have a prediction for who might be the next J.J. Watt? Like a player that has a coming out party in Saturday's oh, a, game. A and player that has a huge play. A huge play, mm. a huge Look, game, or an X factor. If it's, that, a, if it's a rookie, I mean, you could see a Justin Reed doing something. I mean, if you're going to go the youngest guys on the team here, you know, maybe it is a QT. Maybe it's a Jordan Thomas or a Jordan Akins. I mean, there are a lot of guys to choose from because these rookies have been contributors. So if it's somebody like that. But I think the second-year quarterback, you know, if they win this game, I, I feel like at the end of the day we'll say, what a game he had. You know, he obviously will have made some big plays to help them get there. But I go back to the, to the defensive side of the ball because the Colts are just so good on offense with Luck. they got a great line. I mean, Luck has what he's always needed, a great offensive line, and that's what's scary not only this weekend but moving forward in the division. And I was thinking about this, guys, because I've got a piece about – the rivalry, and, and I get personal with it because you know how I feel about the Colts, you know. And how do you feel, Mark? I hate them like poison. But Drew, but, but the Texans have won four of their last. Seven. I, it doesn't it's matter. Not DB. lightened I, like, up a little bit. I look at that uniform and all the years of Manning, <laughs> you know, just watching him operate can you know pick up third and six like no problem. Even in this building, louder than loud, and the, you know Manning back to pass, and he hits Dallas Clark or whatever. He just torturing and tormenting us coming back from in 2008 2009 coming back from 17 point deficits in this building each time beating the Texas I mean just uh it, it just kills me to see that team in here for a playoff game but as John Harris said this could be the Vandermeer revenge tour this postseason mm. because you have them and if you get by them you know you have Next week. You know who next. Foxborough. And that could be big. So, obviously, that would be big. But you got to get through this one. And it's – look, I'd rather see Connor Cook coming in here <laughs> and the Oakland Raiders, but you're not going to get that. He just got picked up by the Lions. The Lions just signed him today. Oh, really? Oh, so, good for, no, good for probably, him. Probably not, probably not this year. This really is the best quarterback matchup 
that you've ever seen in this building for the playoffs. Because There's no, is it Deshaun the best? Watson for Andrew Luck. I, I was throwing this one out there. Is it the best team you've seen come in here for the playoffs? Because it's the fifth time. I mean, the Chiefs in 15 were really good. And I yeah. went back to look at that team. They were outstanding on defense. I mean, better than this Colts team is on defense. And they ran the ball so well. You know, Alex Smith controlled passing game and everything. There was no Hill then. I mean, they're, they're not what they are now, obviously, with Pat Mahomes. But... They were really good then when they boat raced the Texans 30 to nothing. I just think that, you know, that one got out of hand, obviously. They had a you know, first and goal with a 13-point deficit, couldn't score, and that was it. But to me, I think overall, top to bottom, this is the best team that's come in here for a postseason I'd, game. Yeah, I'd go with that, too. It was, uh, with those Chiefs being a close second, for sure. And you every, could argue, every postseason we would talk about, if we could just keep the opposing team to under – this many points, right. the Texans have a chance to win, and I feel like that's no longer – we no longer have that floor or ceiling mm-hmm. for offensive scoring because Deshaun Watson can keep up toe-to-toe. I still have a number, though. You have a number? Yeah, I think the number in this one – you know, 21? Often, often we go into games, it's like 20 or whatever because 20 tends to be the magic number on average in NFL games, but I think it's 30. I think this – Really? Yeah, and I th- not that I don't have faith in the defense. I think, I think you could play well. And they could put up 24 points. You know, you could play. Mm-hmm. They played well for stretches played- in the game here a few weeks ago, the defense did, but not well enough at the end to get the ball back. You know, there were two big drives, in, one each in the first half and the second half by the Colts that, you know, really kind of did the Texans in in that game. You talk, well, you think about, like, how similar those two games were, mm-hmm. and they, they could have both gone both either way, either both way. times. They were both yeah. within a field goal. Yeah. The first game at week four, if Frank Reich doesn't go for it on fourth and one, you know, who knows what would happen. Fourth and four. Fourth and four, sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking third and one. Yeah. This last time where Clowney gets a neutral zone infraction. Oh, you're where, right. Where, you know, yeah. let, let's say let's say they don't get it or, you know, they go fourth and one. And then, then what does Frank Reich do? Because they're on their side of the field. They're right around midfield. So and then it think about it. And well, he's punting there. Because, Devil's he, Yeah, he would have punted because they were up three. So he would have punted and taken his chances. You're I don't, right. I don't they, think he's going for it. Because it was the Texans that needed a score, so now, they had to stop him on Especially that. if you just failed on third and one. I mean, if it's fourth and inches, you might think about a sneak with luck. I don't know. Devil's I, advocate, though. Yeah. You score in the, the road game there. You go up 28-10, to 10, give them the ball back with half of the third quarter gone. Yeah. You give them the ball back, and they score immediately. What if you go three and out, or you force them to go three and out in that one? You probably run away with that one. You know, it's the what-if game with the NFL. So you do that, and then you take it to the next game that the Texans lost here. What if Deshaun what if, Watson hits those two deep balls? Yeah, or you know, one of them. Or one of them. What if DeAndre Carter never goes out early, exactly. and you don't have to have Joe Webb playing wide receiver and guys that's that are That's the NFL. Used to. That's the NFL. I mean, these guys are really they're, good. The Colts are good. but That's I'm, what got I'm, Sammy Coates released, by the way. I mean, when you look at it, big picture here, Coates came into the game, and they really, he's not a slot guy. They just couldn't find a spot for him right then, and they needed help at slot receiver, mm-hmm. you know, just in case QT wasn't going to come back soon, which he didn't, but he could come back this weekend. So, you know, I didn't think a few weeks ago it would take till the postseason to get QT back, but let's hope you get it. But you're right, Drew. I mean, when you lose key players like that, and look, they lost Hilton for a little bit in the first matchup, but he came mm-hmm. back. Uh, that's another factor, isn't it? Well, I think he, they, that's been a big topic of discussion this yeah. week. It's going to continue to be because he that's had nearly 200 yards receiving. He's really banged up right now, though. I was curious to see Doesn't if matter. he was going to play. I'm sure he's going to play no matter what, but an injured, hurt, T.Y. He Hill. was injured hurt last time when he was here. Yeah. He, 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 if there was a Mount Rushmore, a if there was week, a Mount Rushmore of Texans killers, his his face, face would, would be, be the one <laughs> jutting out furthest. It'd be the You think so? 
Easily. Not quarterbacks. Yeah, not yeah, quarterbacks. I th- yeah, I agree. Yeah. I feel like people in Houston – did you see what the Colts tweeted out? What? They tweeted out a picture of T.Y. Hilton, and it said, Houston, you have a problem. Uh, that's a they now, did they from did. their own account. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it was a Monday. Monday. Oh, I want to get a poster of that and stick it in the yeah, locker room. I think room. I think that would be some good fruit, fruit for. I revenge. mean, I'm, I'm glad we don't do stuff like that, honestly. Because, well, first of all, I, I think, think you're tempting we, fate when you do stuff like that. I think somebody in the building might express his opinion over such tweets <laughs> if we did that. He's, but he's not on Facebook and Twitter. You don't have to worry about <laughs> it. You don't face. Face. Happy New Year to all of you listening. Hope you're driving around. And enjoying the show. we got one final segment because, obviously, teams are back at practice or they're packing up their locker rooms and heading home, which is a very strange, strange feeling right now being in the playoffs because I remember being there last year and I was telling Drew, Titans and the Colts played some night. They each had a chance heading into – they woke up that morning with mm-hmm. a chance to win the division yeah. and host a playoff game. And at the end of it, one of them is locker clean out. Heading home, season's over. Tough for them. Too bad. Too bad. We were in that position last year. J.J. Watt, actually, a year ago today, was in the locker room talking. With Deshaun Watson. With Deshaun Watson. I remember him saying it was a Pro Bowl roster in that training room. Yeah, and, uh, it was. They all had smiling faces on the last day because I think they were just happy that you know the season was over and that meant new season starting afresh. Oh, we were happy. You could we press the reset. Happy. Reset you knew, yeah. button. You knew the promise of what was to come, too. You finally had a quarterback. You know, you had Deshaun yep. Watson. You'd seen... What what was possible? You, you knew it wasn't going to last like that, mm-hmm. but you knew good things were coming. You felt like you got him back the day the season ended mm-hmm. because you weren't playing games anymore. The next game you play, you would have him in there. And, boy, when you go back to even the Kansas City game in the preseason, we only saw him for a few snaps, and he complete, completed one pass. It was just great to see him out there just yeah. for that one la- little series, you know, just to see Watson out there taking snaps. And bringing him along, not gingerly, but it just sort of felt like that as a fan because he didn't see the full dose till opening day. And then you go 0-3, and then you roar back with nine in a row. What a tremendous campaign this has been. It's just so strange when you get to the postseason and it's a loss and everything comes to a screeching halt. You know, here we are going a million miles an hour doing everything we do and with the fans and talking about the team, and then, you know, the next loss, if there is one, ends it. You hope that you go on a four-game winning streak right now. Absolutely, and I think about that, too. I think a week from now it could be great or we could all be just really, really sad. So just enjoy every day, every practice as it comes. And it's a lot of fun to cover this team this year. I'll never, ever, ever forget this nine-game win streak, although I felt – I, I was. Who was I telling you, Mark? I felt so stressed before every game. There was not a game that I did not feel before, stressed. During, before, during, a little during, bit after. Even afterwards, like, whew. We yeah. got through another one, especially after an 0-3 start, and it felt like we waited an eternity to see Deshaun Watson back on the field. So to have the season start the way it did, you know, it was it was, it was was nerve-wracking, to say the least. You know what's funny? I was, when we were talking about the Monday night game over Tennessee, that was after Thanksgiving. And it feels like three months ago. You know, it, it feels like a lot a of time football ago. Time, time ago. ago. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago, you know. I, I just think that it the season is so long. Sometimes, you know, I think 18 games would be great. But when I'm in the course of a season, I'm thinking, no, this is plenty. Seeing what these guys go through, not me, but what these guys go through with their bodies, with their lives, you know, I think it's enough. DeAndre Hopkins, I thought it was interesting that uh... – it's the first time we've really heard Bill O'Brien talk about everything that he's gone through this season, playing banged up and just still out there. He puts up over 100 yards again in this, you know, the, these, these last two games we knew he was banged up. The three of us have talked about it a lot offline, a lot with John. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is tough. What he did at Philadelphia to go out and mm-hmm. play, I mean, 
we kind of were under the impression we he wasn't even going to see We didn't up. even yeah. know if he was going to play. We didn't think he was going to. I didn't think he was going to play. And he goes out. Puts pre- up like, a hundy. Torches him. And before that, he even works out. And normally, that's a kiss of death. Well, he's going to work out before the game. Yeah. We saw that in 14 with Clowney about five, six different times. Yes, and that, if right. he's working out before the game, that means he's not playing. Well, Hopkins tested it, and Hopkins went out, put up 100. You know, And then he followed it up this week with another dose of that. Against the best corner in the game, I think, in Jalen Ramsey. It's a guy who they've gone back and forth. In each of their previous matchups, each of them won little individual battles in those mm-hmm. matchups. But even Ramsey said it after this last game. No, he 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 was the better guy today. I got to tip my hat to him. And, it, and that, those are that's that guy doesn't just say that. You know he he's no, always we know, we know he's very forthcoming. He's always criticism. quick to point out his victories, not Sunday. And he and Hopkins was doing that not at full strength. It's this guy's in addition to being the best in the game. You can say he's one of the toughest too. I just can't believe he does this without practicing. I know. But as Bill O'Brien pointed out, yeah, he might not be doing the full practice, but there's a lot of mental prep. It's certainly preparation anyway. You know, they're getting ready for the game. They're getting ready for the matchups. They're getting ready for what kind of route concepts they're going to use in the game. They're still getting ready, even though it's not full physical practice for them all week. How much fun was that seeing him bring Andre Johnson up to the podium with him on Sunday? <laughs> I saw them heading. I was in the service level coming out of the locker room, and I saw the two of them walking out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- talking about going up to the podium together. And I thought, Andre Johnson, who wasn't really a big fan of talking to the media, but because it's DeAndre asking him to do it, went up there. And, and I mean, I just love seeing both of them smiling. So good. And, you know, what a he, day. The Jaguar print great. top. <laughs> Which you didn't know that was a Jaguar no, no, print. No, he borrowed mine, actually. <laughs> That's YSL. why I couldn't wear mine that day. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Google YSL. With the, with the culottes. I guess they were culottes. It wasn't a skirt. People thought it was a skirt. So the Gucci... Uh, hoodie that Jonathan Joseph was wearing. Yes. So my kid see Vander kid sees it, and he's like, "Uh oh." Yeah, he sees it. He says, "Dad, that costs like well over a thousand dollars." I'm like, "It's just a hoodie with a logo on it. It's probably like forty bucks." <laughs> so I Google it. Uh, no, he was right. It's expensive. It's forty five. How does he know this? Vander kid, who's twelve years old, knows I, this information. I. That's amazing. In junior high, I feel like you kind of uh, you blossom in the in the like pop culture sense as far yeah. as you understand what's going on and you're hypersensitive and hyper aware of that stuff. Cause I can tell you everything you need to know about like the 89 through 93 era oh, really? <laughs> was hot fashion wise. Cause yeah. that's when I was in junior high. Now, now I'm tight rolling your jeans at the yeah, bottom. Tight ro- yeah. yeah. All that stuff. I, I think he's in that little, that wheelhouse of when you got to know what's what. For some of us, that Maybe. never ended. We just, true, you know, true, true. always yeah. seem to appreciate so, that. Some I of us have... on the microphone right now. So, yeah, like there. Mark, like Mark. No. I'm referring to Mark, obviously. Mm. I, I missed it because the, for, for the last few games, they were wearing their warm-ups uh, on a yeah. game day arrivals on the road. And here uh-huh. at home, you know, they got to wear their – and I missed it. I missed seeing them in all the – and I think that – I think that Hop missed it, too. He thought, I'm going to bust out my best outfit because we could be back to warm-ups next week. <laughs> oh, Saturday it's going to be on. It is. We might as Are well there going to be little little ponies all over his We hoodie? should go I mean, live television be? for these arrivals. How it's about become a red, the red carpet. we got to make a red carpet with a little desk, and it, me and John Harris, we can break it down, and, and we can do a little play-by-play as Anner. Telestrator. It, it'll be like, you know, it, what you just described reminds me of um, Pitch Perfect, you know. <laughs> 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 or best in show. I don't know which one. One of those. Maybe both. 
I think it would. I think it would be fantastic. All right, we we talked about the Jaguars. They've got their share of woes. Well, how about Fournette on the bench pouting, and then you had Yeldon on the bench pouting. Which I missed all of that while the game was going on. I, I saw it all afterwards. But did Yeldon you, was dressed. Did you see? Did he you was see in uniform? Him? You saw pouting. You saw visible pouting. Uh, there was. Oh yeah. There, so you, you there, noticed it in there game. There was VP. There you, was visible pouting. No, no. But I I looked back <laughs> okay, on yeah, it yeah. and saw the photos and everything. And Tom Coughlin. I mean, they released a statement about it. Yes. They voided his contract. They have some serious culture problems there. And it's funny because Johnny kind of called it before last year even. He said, look, this might work, but if things go bad, it's not going to be good because I'll use the word front runners. A lot of these guys are front Not all of them because clearly that front, they were playing on Sunday. I mean, they were giving the offensive line at Deshaun Watson all they could handle. Mm-hmm. But um, – you know, some of the other guys weren't quite as into it, it, it appeared. You, you know, I had J.P. Shadrick of the Jaguars Radio Network on yeah. leading into the game, and I asked him about the running backs just because the last time we played the Jaguars earlier in the season, Fournette wasn't active. He was dealing with the hammy, and then Carlos Hyde had just gotten traded to them from Cleveland. Yeah. He wasn't active yet. So, I, you know, I was just asking more of a, like, what's happening with the running backs because T.J. Yeldon, you've got Hyde, you've right. got Fournette. Like, who's playing? Who's in? Who's out? How do they use those three? And he said – he said, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, that what's happening in the running back group is just puzzling because every week somebody would have a healthy scratch. Yeldon would yeah. be a healthy scratch. Fournette, they could not figure out why a guy would be healthy all week and then wouldn't play. So they sensed that there was definitely drama going on there. And then, of course, they fired their running back coach, Tyrone Wheatley, just yeah. Monday. So I wonder if that was – part of the problem or if he was just a scapegoat for the problem. Yeah, he was the problem. How about, how about, he couldn't, he couldn't fix contain it. the yeah. room. Well, may, maybe it was maybe there was something in well, his leadership fix that, they, that they and they thought they we need to get someone else in here uh, to manage these running backs. But how about Tyrone right. Wheatley was a running back coach? Know, so just, that's I one of those Michigan. <laughs> you know, every, no, but every week I look at the assistant coaches roster of the opponent and there's always a name or two. You're like, wow, look who it's look always who's the assistant yeah. assistant coach, whatever. There's always a name that you know really well. Right. Talk, well, well, maybe he'll get he'll land somewhere else, yeah. but he's no talk, longer. Talk about the pop culture wheelhouse. Uh, yes. That, Tyrone Wheatley was in that pop culture wheelhouse. He league. was. You were very 90s. familiar with yeah. Tyrone Wheatley. Yeah. yeah, I know someone who named their dog Wheatley because they were a huge Michigan fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Antonio Brown, also a big story right now. He's reportedly requested a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you've probably seen How about this? the fact that he did not play. and that's He was wearing the fur coat on the sideline, left the game at halftime. The Steelers ended up winning but did not make the playoffs because Baltimore won. Led the NFL with 15 receiving touchdowns, and then Mike Tomlin doesn't doesn't play him I've got, he had got into a skirmish or an argument with Ben Roethlisberger. I've got a good pal who is in the media. He's from Dallas originally, and he uh, he's around Pittsburgh quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And over the last three years, he continually continuously will text me whenever DeAndre Hopkins does something amazing. <laughs> this guy's this guy's the best, isn't he? He's he's just awesome, isn't he? I mean, he because he's marveling at the feats. Mm-hmm. He's marveling at who he's done it with at quarterback, you know, the, the yeah. revolving door. And really, he's kind of doing it to shine a light on all the shenanigans that Brown's been going through, mm-hmm. and Des Bryant when he was with the Cowboys was going yeah. through. Like he was just like that guy's awesome, DeAndre Hopkins. Look at what he's dealing with, what he does not have, and how he goes about his business. As opposed to these guys who have everything at their disposal, yet still, and it's been it's been fascinating. You got Ben this. Roethlisberger as exactly. Your quarterback. You've got you're in one of the hallmark cities 
for football in Pittsburgh. It's I mean it's one of the top three organizations yes. in professional football. Yeah. I mean, come on. Look at all the history. Look at what they're able to do. They've had a quarterback since 2004 as a franchise mm-hmm. guy. And then he's got Juju Smith, Schuster, like a great number two tandem yeah. that they he's They got a good tight with. end. They had a good running back before yeah. the season started, although they still have a good O-line, so they still had a good running you know, back. Uh, and Connor did pretty well for them as well. Yeah. So, I mean, look, they had a, they had it going on on offense. That It's kind of a discombobulated team, and maybe that's a cultural problem as well. I don't know. And Roethlisberger, I have earned the right to call out teammates and things like that. Mm. Okay. But you know it's not going to go over well. I don't care if you're you know twice their age or whatever. That doesn't matter. Well, do it. I mean, that's fine. I think it's fine to criticize your teammates, but why don't do it on the mic? Why air, why air it publicly? Why air yeah. your dirty laundry? Do it. If anybody privately. can do that, it's Tom Brady. And do you see him do that? Not in public. You know, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm that's sure what I'm saying. he's very. Sure, he uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, he's very. He's an instructor at practice. I'm sure he is. But uh, you don't see him do it publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know we, we've got here with DeAndre Hopkins. I always, I always wonder with. Andre Johnson being here for those first few years, how Andre went about his business. They were both very similar early parts of their career with uncertainty at quarterback. And he saw, I remember him saying that Andre had told him, you know, it's, it's your job to go out there and make the catch no matter who's throwing it to you. So I think DeAndre just had that mindset from, the get-go that here's Andre with all these quarterbacks and he's making it well, happen. How about Andre Johnson didn't go 500? The team did not go 500 until his fifth year. He didn't have Matt Schaub until his fifth year. You know, but he did his job. He put his head down and did his job. So I, I think you're right, DP. And I, Arian Foster said that he used to look at Andre Johnson and say, "Well, that's a pro. That, that's the guy he emulated when he was here." His first interaction with Andre Johnson, talking about Arian Foster, was via email. That's he, had right. to, he was he too had nervous. To muster up the courage to to <laughs> talk to him, and he did so by email. So yeah, that's I do, I do remember Arian telling me that Andre Johnson was his best friend. He just didn't know it at the time. <laughs> that came much later. Exactly. Do you think they're friends now? All right, that's going to do it for Texans All Access. We've still got the whole host of shows. The times are a little different. Extra points is on a little bit earlier on. Yeah, Saturday. it's going to be on during the day. So keep an eye out for that. Few few hours before the game, it's going to be fun. We got Cecil Shorts the third former Texans receiver. He's a Texans ambassador. You hear him on the postgame show. He and John Harris going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be a fun Texans extra points. And you and I are doing Texans We're buzz. We're doing like Texans buzz do. later on, 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. Texans game day will be on at 9 on Channel 2. There's a lot of lot of shows lot of that shows. will be on Saturday. We'll so let you know. Just, just follow us on just social follow media. Us on it's going to be a good weekend. And we've got Texans all access all week, so we're not going anywhere. But for Mark, for Drew, I'm DP. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.